Culture Speaks, a regular program that we provide to you from UNESCO headquarters in Paris. Today, we're going to really delve into something in which I would say is going to be life-changing for a community in Iraq. And this is apropos for the city of Mosul, where UNESCO is launching an initiative, Revive the Spirit of Mosul. And so I am lucky today to have two people with me who have been at the tip of the spear in this effort, and they are Louise Haxthausen, who is our director in our Baghdad office, based in Baghdad, making now frequent trips to Mosul, I would imagine, Louise. Is that the case? Yes, that's the case, yes. And do you fly or do you drive these days? Oh, well, both. We fly to Abil in the Kurdistan region of Iraq, and uh, then we uh, travel by car to Mosul. It's a one-and-a-half-hour drive from uh, Abil. My first trip to Mosul was in 2003, and I was on my way to Erbil from Baghdad. It was in the uh, it was in the summer of that uh, of 2003, and of course it was uh, pretty much intact. Uh, not that uh, we see it today, but we'll talk a little bit about that. Also with me, and on Culture Speaks uh, today is Lazar Elundo Asomo, who is our deputy director of the World Heritage Center. And Lazar, you were recently in Mosul, and. Um, for someone who has worked um, in Mali, who you were the director of Obamaco office, and very much, uh, very much instrumental, I would say, leading the effort for the restoration of uh, Timbuktu, the mausolea, the libraries, etc. Uh, you've seen this before. You've seen the tragedy of um, extremist terrorist organizations. Uh, groups coming into a community and, and, and devastating it and targeting culture. Um, not to say that anything is better or worse, but how would you compare what you saw recently on your trip to Mosul and what uh, you saw when you first visited Timbuktu? Yes, um, I was recently in, uh, in Mosul. It was exactly on 16 August. It was quite a, a moving trip and the visit of the old city. And I must say that uh, I have seen already this strategy in, uh, in, in Mali, in Timbuktu. What I saw in Mosul is, of course, that what we witness, it's always the same, you know, this deliberate and intentional destruction of heritage to be able to control the people. But what also I witnessed is uh, the scale of the destruction, which is to deliver. I've never seen even in Timbuktu, in Mali. It's really worse than what I've seen in the past. Uh, but I came back with something which was really important. It's that people there are already trying to, you know, get out of it on their every day because they are returning uh, the institutions are trying to be in place, and uh, people are starting again, you know, their, their life as they can. But the most important thing is that UNESCO is already on the ground, and uh, people value our role. They value our role, and they know that our organization is uh, uh, very important uh, because we are going to help them at least you know, reconnect 
with their past, uh, get them back to where uh, they were before the strategy. Louise, the 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 extent of the damage, as as um, Lazar has has indicated, is is devastating. I mean, the city, uh, the old city, leveled essentially. Other parts of the city leveled. Uh, extraordinary damage to uh, cultural and educational uh, sites and facilities. The library, of course, we'll talk about the Al Nuri Mosque and the uh, and the minaret. Um, we're there. Um, you're going to be there a lot. How are we going to achieve this initiative? Maybe we should talk a little bit about the initiative first so that people have an idea of what that is. Talk a little bit about that, and then we can discuss how, how we're going to achieve it. What are the key objectives, uh, Louise, of the uh, Revive the Spirit of Mosul initiative? I would say the key objective of uh, objectives of the Revive... Uh the spirit of Mosul initiative is actually in the title. It's about Mosul, first of all, and first of all about its old city. And it's about the spirit. Um, Lazar mentioned uh, the devastating impact on the physical infrastructure of the old city. Uh, it's, uh, our estimate is that between 50 to 80 percent of uh, the old city is severely uh, destroyed. Um, but what you don't see, but what is also a key element of the tragedy in Mosul is the more intangible impact, so to say, on the people. Children in schools have been indoctrinated um, with uh, pedagogy, if you can talk about a pedagogy in this particular case. We're talking about the pedagogy of the last four years, which exactly. was under ISIL. Yes, ISIL took over the school system uh, in Mosul and in other areas they occupied. And um, the uh, teaching that was done in the schools during that whole period was basically based on uh, ideology of hatred. So, you know, normally when you would have a, uh, a class for, for children to learn to count, you would have count apples and pears. Here you are counting Kalashnikovs and mines. Uh, so um, the young generation in Mosul have been uh, severely traumatized. And also the population more in general, as we know well, uh, uh, the population, minority groups, but not only minority groups, the population in general was persecuted. Um, and we had a very severe loss of, uh, uh, of people and um, uh, the fighting also for the liberation of Mosul uh, had a tremendous impact on, on the population, again, both in terms of, of violence uh, but also in terms of uh, uh, the humanitarian situation of the population. Let's not forget that one million people were on the roads uh, at that time. And this is now one of our challenges also uh, when we talk about the spirit of Mosul initiative. It's to uh, bring these people back and uh, make sure that when we work on the physical rehabilitation, restoration of the old city, uh, we are not rebuilding a museum. We are, right. we are rebuilding a living city, mm -hmm. and a city where people can live together. Uh, so, so this is a key element of the Mosul Initiative, how we 
through our activities in culture and education can foster uh, community-level reconciliation, and also how we can give opportunities in terms of livelihood, in terms of jobs, uh, to the population that is returning to Mosul. You know, one of the things that I think um, is important to, to mention about Mosul is um, is it actually taken from its history. I'm, I'm just going to read a few lines from one of our documents, which I don't, I don't ordinarily do. But this one truly, I think, captures uh, succinctly. And it, it's part of the context in which we're talking. Mosul is the living symbol of Iraq's pluralistic identity. For centuries, it has been a crossroads of cultures in the Middle East, from the Sumerian cities to Babylon, from the walls of Nineveh to the Silk Road. The region has been a melting pot of peoples and ideas. And then we, of course, have the period of between 2014 and 2017, where this story of, of people living in peace, of different religions, of different ethnic groups, um, being shattered by, I think, a very, a very poignant illustration, counting bombs, bullets, and Kalashnikovs in the classrooms. So there's a lot of work, obviously, to be done. When we're now in the process of beginning the implementation, we're talking about a project that could last more or less how many years, do you think? I think this is more than a project. This is really a, an endeavor. <laughs> and, well said. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I don't think at this stage we can put a timeline on it, but 10 years definitely is a, is a minimum. Uh, let's just think uh, of the cities in Europe, um, particularly the historical cities that were heavily destroyed after the Second World War. Some of these cities have still not fully recovered. So I think we have to, to, to um, uh, uh, think, plan in that context. Uh, it's going to take time, but what is really important is that we start now. We cannot wait to start. Uh, because we're talking again about people, people's houses, people's livelihoods. And if, with this ambition we have to revive Mosul, to revive the spirit of Mosul, this is our priority, to give an opportunity for these people to return and to return in a sustainable manner. To return in a sustainable manner, you need a house, you, right. need, a, you need a job. Uh, so I think uh, you need the services. You, you need, need services. everything that we take for granted very often when we exactly. walk into our exactly. our homes and apartments. Yes. Let me, uh, Lazar. What's going to be phase one for us? What should people expect? Because people are going to be watching. People are going to be listening to us now. And by the way, this broadcast, our podcast, is on iTunes now, which is a a wonderful platform for us. So. I want anyone who's listening to know that they should go to iTunes uh, and subscribe to this podcast, which, as I mentioned, we do on a fairly regular basis. Tell me, where do we, where do we begin? Okay, before maybe I answer your question, I just want to support what uh, Louise said about the timeline. Uh, of course, as you know, uh, we are not, you know, starting this initiative uh, without, you know, taking uh, into account, you know, the vast experience that uh, not only UNESCO has had, but also, you know, uh, uh, taking into account the, the past experience that the world has witnessed. If I take the example of the reconstruction of Warsaw in Poland, 
the reconstruction started physically in the, let's say, early 50s. And even in the early 70s, they were still reconstructing. So it's a, it's a really a long process where many issues have to be taken into consideration. That's the most important thing that we said about the human dimension, which Louis uh, explained. This is to say that it is important to plan, to organize, but to do it together with the Iraqis. And that's what we are trying to do. I think the most important aspect now, of course, is to organize ourselves so that things can be done, you know, uh, in a sustainable uh, manner uh, that uh, Luis was uh, explaining. And within our mandate of, uh, you know, placing a human dimension, you know, using culture and education. So that's uh, important. So for the moment, of course, we have a number of I will say key projects in education and culture, uh, which we uh, we are going to to start with uh, under the leadership and the coordination of uh, of uh, the UNESCO Baghdad uh, office. But also, we need to put all this in a framework which is the planning, and we are working uh, with the Iraqi authorities uh, uh, to make sure that uh, uh, they are planned also takes into in consideration this uh, uh, initiative of UNESCO and that uh, the parts that is dedicated to intervention to culture, bring back the culture and the education, it's also in, incorporated there. So this part is absolutely important. This is what we started doing. What role, uh, Liz already mentioned the fact that the government obviously, of course, in all of these situations plays a very important role, uh, leadership role, uh, and we work always in cooperation uh, with our with with the governments who are members of our organization. Uh, but um, on the ground, what role will the people play, Louise? The people will actually play a key role, uh, both as beneficiaries of this project, but also as actors in this project. Um, this is not about UNESCO reconstructing Mosul. This is about UNESCO helping the Iraqi authorities and the Iraqi people to reconstruct Mosul. And this approach is something the Iraqis are very excited about. Um, it's exciting because uh, uh, it places their ownership at the center of this initiative, at the center of the reconstruction of the second city of, of Iraq. Uh, and it's also exciting because it is not something uh, you have seen a lot uh, in the past when cities uh, uh, which were, again, severely damaged were reconstructed. For example, if you compare with Beirut uh, in Lebanon, uh, which uh, after the, the civil war, the reconstruction was mainly done uh, by uh, construction companies some of them coming from outside, some of them from the country, but it was not really done by the people themselves. So uh, again, the people here will be at the center and to give you a concrete example. For example, for the project that uh, we are now starting, thanks to um, support from uh, the United Arab Emirates to reconstruct and restore the Anuri Mosque and Al-Hadba Minaret uh, in the old city, this 
is about cultural heritage, it's about safeguarding one of the most important landmarks of Iraq, but it is about the people. We are going to create 10,000 jobs uh, through this project for the young people. So, and not only we are going to create the jobs, we are going to give the young people who have, most of them not have access to education in the past four years, uh, skills so that they are enabled to reconstruct using the traditional building techniques that are at the core of, uh, of the architecture in, uh, in Mosul. So this is just one example of how uh, the population is, um, I would say, at the center of this initiative. Well, with the, I think we have seen some numbers of about 80% of the young people are unemployed. So yeah. the fact that uh, there's, there'll be opportunities for them to participate in terms of being active, working, uh, getting a paycheck. Yeah. Um, we're, we're in many ways uh, empowering them in this, in this maybe even renaissance of Mosul. Yeah, and I think another important dimension, not only we give them a livelihood, which because of the rate of unemployment and poverty is something extremely important, but more than that, I think we give them an opportunity to engage into reconciliation. We have had many interesting discussions with young people, uh, with civil society, on how do you do reconciliation in Iraq today. And um, uh, the thing that comes across as uh, the way to do reconciliation, so to say, is to have a common purpose. And uh, uh, rather than talking about the past, is to have a common purpose for the future. This is what this project gives. It gives a very concrete common purpose. How are we going to reconstruct our city? Uh, and that would then trigger trust and confidence. People across religious divides, but not only religious divides, where they were living in Mosul uh, uh, during the conflict, for example, is another divide currently in the city. There are many tensions among the population right now. And the fact that we look forward and uh, uh, um, people will work together on something concrete is, as we see it, a key element in reconciliation. That's Louise Haxthausen, who is our director of the Baghdad office of UNESCO uh, in Iraq. Also with us uh, on Culture Speaks is uh, Lazar Elundo Asomo, who is the deputy director of the World Heritage Center. Again, if you're um, interested in, in, in telling your friends about uh, our program, be sure to uh, tweet about us, hashtag Culture Speaks. Uh, we want to see what's uh, going on in the conversation. Talk about what we're doing in Mosul. And uh, we'll, be, uh, we'll be joining in that conversation as well. So that's hashtag Culture Speaks for a program called Culture Speaks here at UNESCO, coming to you from Paris, France, at our headquarters. Lazar, um, Louise mentioned the, um, uh, the fact that we have the UAE. Uh, we had uh, a conference uh, that uh, was a one-day uh, meeting yesterday, an international meeting that we held yesterday uh, for the purposes of beginning to raise more awareness about this and and also to potentially tease out uh, some more uh, contributions and donors. Uh, I believe that uh, we also heard that uh, the uh, Italians have made a commitment of approximately $2 million. Is that correct? Correct. And... Um, uh, 
other countries are, are seeing the value in being part of, of, of this project because, I think, of the way it's, it's, been, it's, been, it's been shaped. And that it's not, it's not going in and bulldozing and rebuilding and saying, okay, here you are, your new city. No. We're empowering people to be part of this. How much does that resonate with donors, do you think? I think the conference of yesterday was uh, uh, really important uh, because uh, uh, many uh, uh, potential donors or at least uh, uh, some of our partners uh, were eager to listen to the Iraqis. They may have had a number of uh, answers to some of their questions or uh, expectations. Uh, that's why the room was full. To uh, I'm not going to say to our surprise, but I think we were very happy to see you know the level of interest. And since the end of the conference, we could already you know uh, even during the the interventions by uh, by some of the countries, you know the the. the the messages of, of support, the message of uh, of a commitment to try to do something for the Iraqis, because I think they were touched by uh, by not only the level of uh, devastation, but also the commitment by the the, the, the Iraqi authorities, and uh, not only from the government at the national level, but also from uh, the Mosul province, the Nineveh province, that uh, people are really mobilized to do something and they see the role for UNESCO and the role to has this role to coordinate you know this part of uh, of, of the work and we've been now discussing with uh, some of the donors uh, um, Louise is doing it some of also coming to us to see how they can really you know move on with talking to their capitals uh, to to really come up with some proposal. I think uh, this was the positive message of yesterday. The second message was that the Iraqi themselves, you know, say that, yes, we know UNESCO is really engaged to support us, to assist us, to accompany us in this uh, effort. We've, we've seen it, we've witnessed it, we're going back really satisfied. I think this is one of the messages also we saw yesterday. Well, I, Lazar, you're giving me chills a little bit here. You know, I got the uh, I got that tingling sensation. I mean, you're you're really excited. I mean, you were really you were energized, and you've seen a lot. And I can perhaps disclose to people that generally you're a low key guy. I mean, you're you're always you got your eyes on the prize. You're going to get your job done. But I really sense, and you're smiling right now. He's uh, just in case anybody, you're, you're smiling because you really see a great opportunity here. You see something that that is going to be more than just a change. We're going to re redo what needs to be done with everybody being part of it. Yes, I, um, I'm smiling because I saw yesterday the message of hope. Uh, what I saw yesterday was a confirmation already of what I witnessed when I visited uh, the city of Mosul, where I really realized that uh, what UNESCO had already started doing under the leadership of Louis and the colleagues there uh, already had an impact. And people were, you know, they were expecting even more. They knew that we, uh, we are really committed, we are engaged, and we want to mobilize everyone to the, for this initiative. And we saw it yesterday. 
And with my experience in, uh, in Mali, uh, I could see that the moment you have uh, the local authorities, the communities mobilized to come here, we had the governor, we had the mayor, we had the, the, the leader of the Sunni, we have many, many people. It's this message, it's very important to show the determination, but also the trust in UNESCO's mandate. I'm going to leave the last word for you, Louise. You're going to be going back to Baghdad in, in a few days. Um, there's a lot of work to do. Give us a sense as to how you are going to walk into the office when you return, having witnessed this meeting yesterday, been a part of it. What are you going to tell the team, and what are you going to be telling the Iraqi people? <laughs> Well, first of all, I think I'll be smiling like Lazar. <laughs> because indeed, yesterday was a very exciting day for, for all of us. I think it's, it's a message of hope. I think with this initiative, we're giving a message of hope to, uh, to the Iraqis. But yesterday was also very much an encouragement for, uh, uh, for us uh, operating on the ground uh, to see the level of commitment of our many stakeholders in Iraq. As, as Lazar mentioned, there are the local authorities, there are the prime minister's office, who is um, spearheading the reconstruction efforts in the liberated areas, as Ministry of Culture, Ministry of Education, uh, the Sunni Religious Endowment, the Sunni Waqf. Uh, so many, many uh, uh, stakeholders. And to see them all coming here to Paris, I think in the history of UNESCO, we have never had a bigger delegation of Iraqis coming to Paris. Um, this is very encouraging for us because... And they're going to be taking this message back to their constituencies as well. Yes, yes. They, they witnessed what the two of you have witnessed. Yes. Many Iraqis and many happy Iraqis encouraged. Um, uh, I think this conference was really a boost for all of us uh, as we move forward. Also to see uh, the support of uh, the international community, the donors, the partners. This comes, I think, at a very critical moment, six months after the Kuwait conference uh, for the reconstruction in the liberated areas of Iraq. And, you know, some people in Iraq and elsewhere uh, were beginning to wonder, are people going to forget about Mosul? Are people going to forget uh, uh, about the liberated areas? Uh, which would be a tragedy because, again, uh, of the magnitude of destruction. And... Uh, I'm proud that UNESCO is, is ensuring that Mosul is not forgotten with this initiative. With that, we'll bring today's Culture Speaks to a conclusion and the invitation for you to come back and give us an update. The two of you would be great to have you back again so that we can talk about progress, we can share the experiences, there'll be more stories to tell, and I think that we've already... When people listen to this podcast, they're going to have a, a taste in their mouth that won't be satiated just by this one program. They're going to want to hear more. So let's make sure that we plan on this so that when uh, you're back in Paris and when you're here, and we can do this together again. You've been listening to Culture Speaks with my guests, Louise Haxthausen, the director of our office in Baghdad, Iraq, Lazar Elundo Asamo our Deputy Director for the World Heritage Center. I'm George Papianis, and I've been your host on Culture Speaks. Remember, we're on iTunes. Join the conversation. Hashtag Culture Speaks and hashtag Revive the Spirit of, of Mosul. Mosul. Have a great day. Mm -hmm.